Horny for Horror is a podcast dedicated to the greatest film genre of all time, horror. Hosted by three legit horror heads, Adam McCabe, Betsy Sidaro, and Mono Agapian, it features interviews, ghost stories, spooky debates, special shocker episodes, and anything else fans of horror would want to hear. Plus, you'll hear the familiar voices of guests like Lauren Lapkus, Matt Besser, Paul Rust, Mary Holland, John Gabris, and more talking all things horror. Listen to new bonus episodes of Horny for Horror, plus the show's entire archive and completely ad-free now on Stitcher Premium. For more information, go to stitcher.com slash horny for horror. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's hands up, everybody? Together. Thanks for Put coming out to the UC! Put your hands together. How funny it is that I have a theme song. <laughs> like that sh- that song plays every time before the show, and but tonight I was like, that's just funny. <laughs> I got a goddamn theme song. Give it up for that theme song. Ooh. Ooh, did someone just plug in a fresh glade? It really got me in my allergies. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? You should give it up for the comics that are in back. They can hear you. That's very nice of you. Uh, I don't know if this is considered a Canadian tuxedo, but I'm definitely wearing too many clothes. <laughs> but I just was like backstage like, it's too much worse work. T- it's too much worse to take anything off. It's too much work. I look like I'm about to go to work. Anybody else go places and everybody thinks they work there? <laughs> I can't. I mean, part of it is like the way I dress. Like, I do look like I'm working crew for a rap video, but... <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, just background or something? Like, also, when am I talking about? <laughs> That's very funny to me. Anyway, um, but I also think it's just like the poorness part of it. Like, everywhere I go into, everybody's like, oh, look at this plebe. This poor person in here. They're clearly working for me. I was in a, um, Jesus, I can't, oh, a West Elm. I can't keep all of that weird shit straight. Uh, Pottery Barn, West Elm, Restoration Hardware. Sounds like streets in places I never go. And I, like, grabbed a quilt off of the shelf to see how much it was, and this woman goes, oh, you do work here. <laughs> like, she'd been mulling it over for quite some time. Uh, does this person work here? I can't tell. They haven't clocked in or out yet. Oh, they're exerting themselves. You work here! Hand me that quilt. Boy! <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if this is a Canadian tuxedo, but whatever. It's close enough. Um, I went on vacation and then immediately went back to work, which is not a great call. Don't ever do that to yourselves. Um, and I mean, you're probably like, hey, who, you, you were just talking about how you're poor. What is this talk of vacation? You elitist scumbag. <laughs> I took time off is basically all that I did. And then I drove back to Los Angeles and then I drove to the Los Angeles airport, and then I flew to Sacramento. That's what I did. Don't ever do that. It's not fun. Um, I will say, in Sacramento, they do still love being called ladybirds. 
I didn't think that was going to be a thing. I opened every show with, what's up, ladybirds? Certain that everyone was going to boo me. And they were like, yeah! They were so uh, fucking into it still. Like, dudes were, like, throwing tables and shit. <laughs> bro, I love that movie, bro. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty great. I wrote this in an order, and I'm doing it completely opposite of that order. Who cares? You guys don't know. Now you do, but you didn't before. <laughs> um, I can't talk about politics anymore. Does anybody want me to be talking about politics? <laughs> Person who wooed, what politics do you want me to talk about? Seriously, I'm asking you. Gender. Okay, well that's not, come on. <laughs> that, I mean, that I, I just did. I talked about it a second ago. Somebody got I was about to also and then I went on a tangent to talk to you about gender and I was gonna talk about it anyway no I mean like politicians and politics like that yes precisely <laughs> precisely like Kathleen Hanna just turned 50 the other day like I can't do this shit anymore you know what I mean it's like she already did all of it I don't know just like listen to La Tigra they already covered it I can't do it anymore um but no, I was going to talk about gender because I got into the elevator at my hotel uh, when I was working, and this dude was just like, the, first of all, the lobby was filled with pilots and flight attendants, and I was like, oh, cool, they're nesting. <laughs> I fucking, I just came up with that that second. God damn it. Okay. Yeah! Ladybird and shit. Okay. <laughs> so this dude was like, you know those people that just like are like scanning around like <laughs> I'm going to talk about all this shit and you're like, "Please don't. We all just want to go to bed." And it was that dude and I got in the elevator with him and I was like, "What floor?" and he goes, "Uh, 18, good buddy. Thanks, my man. Thanks, bro." Just like all these gendered things, which like I love being called that in any context really other than maybe like Mississippi. But um <laughs> <laughs> he like said that shit and I was like sure thing and, and he was like oh sorry lady girl person lady lady blah, blah, blah. I was like either one's fine dude and he had no response to that whatsoever and then a pilot got on and he was like ha ah! and just started yelling at that guy because he was like I don't want to talk about gender at all <laughs> and then was just like asking this dude about his like flights and the guy was like yeah i had to fly from houston to like like a very intense flight schedule because he's a pilot that's what he does and that guy and the dude, he's like yeah i flew from chicago to houston then back to chicago then chicago houston into la up into sacramento i'm done for the night then i gotta do it all over again tomorrow and that dude goes oh, sounds pretty easy what Don't ever say sounds pretty easy to any other human being. Great. I was on that flight and it was one of the it was like a commuter plane, so you couldn't you could only fit the luggage that was gonna go on the flight. I was even a good person on the way there and I checked my bag and they bumped me up to zone one. <laughs> so have fun with that. Usually, I used to have platinum status, so I am an elitist, but not these days. But anyway, so I got I get on the plane back, and it's very packed, and people are waddling to the back of the plane, getting very stressed about not being able to put their carry-on bags up in the top. And look, it's a flight where they mention a million times, 
Please stow your smaller luggage under the seat in front of you and reserve the overhead bins for your carry-on luggage. Please do that. Just over and over and over again. And then I look up, and this woman has put her book bag in the thing. I think someone gasped, and that's the correct response to that. (laughs) And this guy was getting on the plane, and he was, like, looking at that, looking at the end of the plane, looking at that, and he goes, excuse me, is there any way that you could take your uh, backpack and put it under the seat in front of you so we could put our bags up here? And I was like, oh, shit. What is going to (laughs) happen? This is some in-flight entertainment for sure. She looked at him and was like, I don't think I can. You don't think you can. And then she didn't. And he just had to go, all right then, <laughs> and went to the end of the plane. Everybody got their luggage on, but I was just, then she just got on her phone like nothing was wrong. What a psychopath! How do you, what? <sighs> Look, I really peeked at my they were nesting joke. And I really like went all out about it and got real cocky in a cockpit of cockiness. And so there's nothing, but this is not a joke. It's really a complaint about another human being. (laughs) Great. Well, I got that out of the way. Lady on plane with bag. Get that etched in stone for sure. Um... Okay, I think I'll do this and then that. Yeah, that's what's going to work, I think, maybe. Uh, But yeah, I'm back from, like, vacation slash work, and so I just, like, immediately got a scowl back. You ever just catch yourself in a mirror and be like, oh, fuck, I look like that. (laughs) I learned, like, how I used to have such an intense walk when I was in my 20s because I was, like, gay. And, um... (laughs) I didn't know, because, like, how often do you... Well, look... (laughs) I'm aging myself very much by being like, how often do you see yourself walking around? Like, all the time. We have phones now and shit. Um, But I caught myself, there was, like, a ramp in the middle of my uh, art school that I went to, because look at this haircut. And, like, (laughs) one day I was, like, walking to class, and I looked, and I was walking like this, just, like, ramming into life. (laughs) I also have a new shower with no pressure. So I've just immediately gone back to the emo phase I never had. <laughs> I had very, I had hair like this, like not that long ago. And everybody was like, oh, you're very emo. And I was like, I am not emo, which I think is emo. <laughs> um, but yes, wait, which thing I was going to do? Oh, well, whatever. I, <laughs> whatever. Coming here, I like had to do a series of things. Like, the the traffic was insane, so I, I parked in Gelson's, which you're not supposed to do. Don't do that. But I did do it. And so I was like, what you'll do is you'll go in and use the ATM at Gelson's, and then you'll be shopping at Gelson's, and it'll be fine. And then you'll go to the thing. And I went, and the line was too long for the ATM. And I'm usually pretty patient, but it was a Wells Fargo ATM, so I was like, you're kind of saving me from using this shitty machine that I don't want to use. So then I went to the other ATM that's over there, got the money out of there, and then I was like where's my phone? And realized I didn't have my phone. Thank you. Realized I didn't have my phone. And I didn't freak out. (laughs) I'm still not freaked out. I don't have my phone. And I kind of don't know where it is. (laughs) 
what I'm saying is I'm just meditating every day and now I'm just like a better person. <laughs> and yeah, I do work here. <laughs> Ryan was like, wow, it's like you're living in the 90s. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. There's no joke to that. That's just a statement. Um, I think I'm gonna stop talking in a second, but I did see a commercial recently in the hotel. Have you guys seen those farmers only? <laughs> yeah, it's been going for a minute, a couple years, I think. Um, and they used to have, it used to just be, you know, you don't have to be lonely with farmers only. And that was like the extent of it. And it was just like people in flannels, like holding hands, <laughs> looking at fields of wheat or whatever trying to hold hands across two tractors, don't do that. If you've seen Man in the Moon, like, don't do that. Does anyone get that reference? Did you guys get that reference? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> that is a deep Reese Witherspoon reference. Jason or the other London? I can't remember what their name, Jeremy. There we go, thank you. <laughs> She's like, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't ever remember which one is in what. Anyway. Farmers Only. I saw a commercial for Farmers Only. I was in the hotel. It starts out with a dude kind of dressed like Jesus from the Big Lebowski. Not like in the outfit, but in the face a little bit. And he is at a bowling alley and he is carrying trophies around with him. And something to the effect of like he has all these bowling trophies. So now he wants a trophy wife. Yikes. And then the guy's like, okay, I don't know how that's going to work out for you. Rents him a lane. This is all in the commercial. Like, we, we watch the transaction of this guy getting shoes in the lane. Like, he pulls up, and then he starts bowling. There's a woman next to him bowling in the other lane, and she is, like, a blonde white lady with a flannel on. But the shirt underneath says, I'm high-caliber material. And then it has an AR-15 fucking on it. In the commercial. And so what I think is like, look, it's 2018. Everything's on fire. All this shit is crazy. Politics are insane. Republicans are awful people for the most part, at least the ones in government. Just call farmers only what you want to call it. Call it fucking whites only. How far away are we from calling it? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> All the white people in here are like, Ugh. Because it's true. Well, that was a great way to end my set. <laughs> Remember Jim Crow laws? <laughs> but like, yes. You should! All right. <laughs> I can get out of this. I know, I believe in myself. I believe in myself a lot. <laughs> I wore my jean jacket on stage on one of the shows on, I, ugh, Jesus, did my last show on Sunday. I love myself. Uh, I feel good. I have no phone and I have a deep loving kindness within myself, so everything's good. Uh, but I did a show with all of this shit on, like a flannel and a jean jacket because I was like not doing all of these shows. You might understand what I'm talking about. And sweat was just dripping down my body. And I was like, this is a real Jillian Michaels workout right now. Um, but afterwards, a child, like this very young person, had drawn like a sketch of me, and it was very adorable. It was very cute. Um, they were like, here, like just handed it to me immediately. And I was like, oh, this is really nice. Did you sign this for me? And they were like, sure. And then I signed it, and I set it down. And I was like, oh, do you want to take a picture? And they were like, I love you. 
Yeah, great. Cool. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know. I, not a lot has happened that I can pull information from for jokes. I went to a restaurant in Sacramento that had self-service drinks, and that's a fucked up idea because I stood in line for drinks for 20 minutes and couldn't order my food, and this is a travesty. Of all the things that are going on, I had to wait for coffee? I'm kidding. <laughs> See? I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know. I used a box cutter today to cut some boxes. That felt really good. I highly recommend that. Give that a shot. I don't know. I live next door to a pig now. <laughs> Hell yeah is the right response to that. I mean, it's real cute. I heard, like, in the evening it gets real loud. So I'm like, I just feel like I'm going to understand what this, this pig's, like, life pattern is now. <laughs> I was outside and I was going... <laughs> just, like, being a real pig about it, you know? I'm like, there's a fucking pig right there. Pig in the city. What do you want from me? I haven't brought any sadness into this room whatsoever. I made a great reference to the 90s film classic, Babe, Pig in the City. The sequel we all needed. Look, if there's anything I know about Babe, it's that I need more Babe and put that goddamn pig in the motherfucking city. I haven't seen Babe, Pig in the City. Does Babe, Pig in the City get lost in the city? Can someone confirm or deny does this pig get lost in a big city? Has no one seen Babe, Pig in the City? Well, shit, am I making up a movie? I'm crossing too many streams. I do have... <laughs> that's, this is so stupid. It's not even a joke, so I'm not even going to say it. I have a, a My Girl Collector's Cup, which... <laughs> I forget about every time, and then I move somewhere, and I'm like, wow, I have a collector's cup from a movie where a child dies. <laughs> Yes, in the 90s, we did not have mobile phones. We had a lot of child death in film. I was not aware that that was what happened in that movie. My mom and I based a lot of our movie-going experiences solely on TV Guide reviews. They were like, the feel-good hit of the summer. So we went, and we shared a Kleenex together. She had, like, one Kleenex in her jacket, and we were both crying, just, like, sharing, kind of like the farmers trying to hold hands across tractors. <laughs> Just a single mom with an only child. His favorite movie was Three Men and a Baby. Think about that one. Anyway. <laughs> we are going to start the show with other comedians. What do you think? I think yes. Guess what? This first comic is our first time on the show, so you know what we do here. Put your hands together whenever it's somebody's first time on the show, right? We give them a big, warm welcome. Huge round of applause that you can start right now. How we doing? Good. Good to hear it. Uh, I'm a dumb guy. Any of you guys dumb? Good. Uh, I'm, I'm dumb and it's really hard. To, I don't have much political jokes. It's tough for me to watch the news as a dumb guy. I, I try. There's a lot of names and places to remember. It's tough. I can't watch the news. I was watching it a couple months ago and they were saying that, that Trump fired Hope Hicks and I was very shocked 
to hear that because I had no idea that Hope Hicks was a person. I had no clue that that was a person's name. I thought that's just what we were calling people who thought coal jobs were coming back. <laughs> that joke's going to get me shot in a lot of this country. Uh, that's fine, though. I, uh, I'm a sporty boy. You guys like the sports, huh? Love the sports. I, uh, I love the sports, but I'm, I, as I've gotten older, there's a lot about sports I realize is pretty silly when you look at it objectively. Like sports jerseys, that's pretty silly when you think about it, because that's just some young boy's work shirt. <laughs> you don't know that boy. Why are you wearing his work clothes? <laughs> it's strange. We go into a store, we go, hello, good sir, I'll take that young boy's work shirt. What do I have going on tonight? I'm so happy you asked. I'm going to dress up like this athletic young boy that I admire. I'm going to show up at his job. I'm going to show up at his place of business dressed like him. I'm going to have several drinks. I'm going to get pretty fucked up. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to get pretty hammered. And then I'm going to yell some stuff at him. That's what I like to do with my Friday night. I like to go to the baseball company and yell at the strong boys who work there. So me and my dad have something to talk about. I love sports, though, because as a dumb guy, it's the only way that I can relate to people dumber than me. That tends to be the only thing we ever have in common. It's the only way that I can explain complex ideas to people dumber than me is through sports. Like, I was at a bar recently, and there was a gentleman. I use the term very loosely, but there was a gentleman. He didn't understand why uh, why catcalling isn't something that you should do to another human being. And I usually have a rule with verbs. uh, If it has an animal's name in it, don't do it to a stranger. It's never failed me. Don't cat call a stranger. Don't leapfrog a stranger. <laughs> Don't hog tie a stranger. These are all things you shouldn't be doing. And this dummy, he didn't get it. He's like, oh, if a woman's dressed like that, she wants attention. Very dumb thing to say. I look at him, and he's got his little, his little football shirt on. He's got the, the football shirt of his favorite little football boy. <laughs> So I grabbed him by his little football shirt, and, and I threw him to the ground. And when he, he gets up, he's very upset. He goes, what was that for? I go, well, with the way that you were dressed, sort of asking for it, weren't you? <laughs> he didn't like it, so I told him to smile more. And that didn't work either. <laughs> I've been flying a lot recently for comedy. I don't know if you guys have been flying a lot in the last year and a half, but bigots have gotten very chatty. Oh, boy. <laughs> They have a lot to say in the sky. I don't know what happened. Here's the problem with me. I don't have a racist bone in my body. However, I have a racist face. I have a face that racists, they feel very at ease with it. They feel very comfortable confiding in this face. They like to share secrets with it. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I was on a flight recently. There was a man of, uh, of Middle Eastern descent sitting to my left, and there was a, uh, a bigot. There was a bigot to my right. And he hits me with the, you're going to like this elbow. Oh, you're going to like this. Oh, you're going to like this like-minded individual. And proceeds to say some shit that I didn't like. I didn't like it one bit. It was rude about Muslim people. I don't know what this man was, but based on what he had to say, I assumed he was a Jesus guy. I assumed he was a Christ head, if it were. I go, yeah, you know, it's amazing that in the 2,000 years that the earth has existed... 
nobody's ever killed in the name of Christianity. And he goes, that's right. And I go, you motherfucker. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I got so upset with him. I lost my cool. I'm not proud of it. But I, I clenched my fist and I sneezed right in his face. And it felt, <laughs> felt pretty good. I think some of it got into his mouth. I don't know. My eyes were closed because I was sneezing. That's how that works. It'd be weird if I did it with my eyes open. I chew. Ah. You guys, uh, you guys like weed, huh? Lock the doors. You're all under arrest. No, I'm just kidding. There's, how could I even do that? There's too many of you. Uh, no, that we legalized it here January 1st. That's pretty tight. Uh, there were people lined up on December 31st. They were lined up at midnight to do weed legally for the first time. And I feel like if you were waiting for the government to give you the okay to do drugs, you're a fucking nerd. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you waited for the government to tell you it was cool, you jabroni? It wasn't hard. You went and you sat with a doctor for what felt like 90 seconds. It was probably closer to 30 and you were on your way. I sat with this doctor. First of all, the doctor's name was Trevor, which should not put me at ease. <laughs> what are you a doctor of, Trevor? Kickflips? <laughs> Did you get your PhD in BMX, Trevor? Sit down. I'm the doctor now. He goes, what's ailing you? I was going to say, I have a headache. I got to, I have a head. He stops me. He goes, that sounds terrible. Let's get you some medicine right away. Sounds cliche, but when I smoke weed, I like to better myself. I like to learn shit. You guys fuck with Animal Planet? <laughs> nice. I like Animal Planet. I found out I'm not afraid of sharks anymore, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm not afraid of them. They kill five people a year. I'm not afraid of sharks. I dare one to walk in here right now. I'll stomp. He can bring his whole damn crew. I'll stomp all of them out. I'm not afraid of them. I'm afraid of hippos. These motherfuckers, they kill... They kill 4,000 people a year. We treat them like a bunch of neon overeating dickheads while sharks get a whole week. I'd be pretty upset if I was a hippo. I get why they're lashing out. Here's the fucked up thing about hippos. They kill 4,000 people a year and they're vegetarians. That's how spiteful hippos are. They're hunting us for sport. Have you ever seen a vegan break a horse's neck? No. That'd be a very off-brand message. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm Mike Malloy. Thank you so much. Keep it going for Mike, everybody. Just a bunch of hungry, hungry hippos. Come on. That's my signature bit right there. Only child board games. Yes! What, should I do it? No! <laughs> great. I'm going to keep the show rolling then. This next comic, uh, one of my favorites, hosts a really great show called Two Doors Down at the Improv. Also, the thing that I love about her the most is that she um, kicked Roseanne's ass on national television once on Last Comic Standing, the same season that I was on. So go back and look at that, because just a wonderful human being. Give it up for Amy Miller right now. <laughs> I mean, I didn't physically kick her ass. She's bigger than me. Okay. Thank you, though. That was a nice introduction. I also insulted Norm. They cut a lot of it. Editing is great. Um, <laughs> this is fun. I'm so happy to be out of the house. Um, I, 
Isn't it hard to just get out of the house and go somewhere? Oh, yeah. Congratulate yourselves. You did it. It's so hard, especially if you have little ones. Like, I have a little guy back home. Does anybody have little ones? Cool. Um, I'm not a mother. I just have a really young boyfriend. <laughs> um, oh, I love my little man. He's so good. I don't think the age difference is that weird. Like, I'm 37. He's... 20-something. I truly don't listen when he talks. It's so boring. Um, have you ever had a young straight boy try to speak to you in your home? A lot, lot of wrestling facts that nobody was looking for. Um, he's sweet, though. The only time I do notice our age difference is around technology, which is really sad because I'm not that old. But we live together now, and one night he was asleep. It's like 3 a.m. I'm in the living room. I'm up. I'm drunk, and I want to watch a DVD, okay? <laughs> Seemed like a simple request to me. So I'm in the living room. I'm pushing buttons. I'm moving cords around. I'm changing sources, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fucking with those inputs. They hate that. Um, turns out we don't have a DVD player. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Apparently what I have in my house is a Sony PlayStation 4. Oh, good. I really just wanted to be pushing 40, trying to learn a new video game controller to watch Steel Magnolias again. <laughs> get me a DVD player. He's sweet, though. I feel bad for him sometimes, you know, because he's like the young, hot one in the relationship. Like, I feel bad. I don't know. I have this idea that young men for a while want to have, like, a trophy girlfriend, you know? That's not in the cards for me. That's a very specific kind of hot. As a lady, at best, I'm a Stanley Cup. Just much more impressive to Canadian men. Um... <laughs> Also, most of the people that win it are missing teeth and have anger issues. I don't know. That's on me. Um, I like being a plus-size lady, though, especially in L.A. Okay, people think it's hard, and I'm like, no, it's fucking awesome because everything I do here is brave. I'm I'm being brave right now. Can you guys believe it? I was... So brave, I went out in West Hollywood and I ate an ice cream cone in public. (laughs) Can you imagine? And I walked by this homeless dude and he was like, do you really think you need that ice cream? I know. He goes, you're already fat. And I was like, do you know why, sir? And he was like, why? And I was like, oh, because I've been eating food at my house. (laughs) I don't feel good about that, okay? I'm not proud of it, but I got him. Um, Power structures are complicated, you know? I think I'm a pretty good person. I, I think I am, but like spiritually, I'm agnostic. That means different things to different people. To me, agnostic means I don't believe in God. I fucking don't, but please don't tell him I said that, okay? Um, still very scared. I'm scared every day. Because um, I did, for a long time, I believed in God so hard. Oh, guys, man, I loved God so much that in high school, Jesus was my only friend, okay? And I talked to him about, uh, just talked about him constantly. Everybody thought it was pretty fucking weird. Uh, so they steered clear, and I was just me and Jesus, you know, going along. Love in high school, miracle, huge miracle. Senior year, I got a boyfriend who was not Christian. The most patient boy. We did everything but sex. 
everything. Yeah, I don't. We ended up finding a lot of loopholes in my body. Um, <laughs> I'm exhausted. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am. I'm exhausted a lot of the time because I have a lifelong struggle with insomnia. Has anybody else not slept a full night since Reagan? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Wow. Um, I, sometimes I tell people that and they're surprised. They'll be like, I don't know, Amy, you just wouldn't think that, I wouldn't think that you would have trouble sleeping. I'm like, oh no, did you just confuse chubby with sleepy? I'm not a baby bear cub, okay? Um, I'm a human lady. I'm so tired of your bullshit. Um, then people want to get, when you have insomnia, everybody has a tip, right? And people will be like, well, you can't sleep at night because you look at screens and you drink. Like, I couldn't sleep through the night as a child. iPhones didn't exist yet, and I was drinking a really reasonable amount back then. Just <laughs> a little red wine with dinner. Never hurt anybody. Um, I don't even trust people that sleep really well. Like, it freaks me out that some of you just, like, close your eyes at night, right? And then, and then you see your life again eight hours later. <laughs> do you know the kind of things I could do to you in eight hours? <laughs> I stole that joke from Bill Cosby, so, um, <laughs> he's a really good comedian, um, one of the greatest, um, I enjoy this, <laughs> I, I love this job a lot, comedy's a very interesting job to do as a lady, like, we get a lot of cool feedback, um, this is my favorite, though, one time, just kind of, like, younger kid who's also doing comedy like a young dude was like yeah but I mean don't you feel weird trying to make it when there's already a famous comedian named Amy I was like I don't know Dave do you feel weird <laughs> I don't know Jim I don't know Mitch Bill Robert Bob Bobby John with an H John with no H Richard Richie Rick Ricky Dicky Dick Gregory, Dick Gregory, Greg, Craig, Adam, Josh, Ron, do you guys feel? I don't know, Carrot, do you feel weird? <laughs> Bunch of dummies. Had a lot of jobs I did not like. I was a waitress for many, many years. Does anybody work in the service industry right now? Anybody previously served? Awesome, thank you for your service. Um, <laughs> No, it's, it's a really tough job, um, and I remember the day that I just had it. Um, I was uh, working at a diner in Oakland, and I was waiting on this vegan man, and I'm not here to disparage vegans. I know what show I'm at. Um, <laughs> also, I think you're very noble. Uh, you know, I wish I could do it, but, you know, I just think maybe, like, like, vegans are fine. I just think maybe you should have your own restaurants and <laughs> drinking fountains, probably. Um... <laughs> so cranky all the time no you're fine but this particular vegan dude came into the diner and he ordered himself a hearty bowl of vegetarian chili and that's when I knew we had a hungry boy on our hands um, you know you deserve this you work hard I put the chili order in correctly uh, unfortunately the person bringing the food just made a little mistake and brought this dude a bowl of beef chili and he took three bites. And I know that because he told me. He said, I took three bites. And I was like, that's interesting because you know you don't eat meat. You know it. 
you know, it feels weird under your little mustache. Um, why did you take a second bite? <laughs> Fucking tug job. Anyway, that's just a fun word to say. You can use it in traffic. Thank me later. Shorten it to tuggies. It's just a good time. Sounds like a slur, but it's not. Um, he was so mad about the chili, and the way he decided to deal with it was by picking up a full pint glass of beer and throwing it at my face. I know. I could not believe he had the arm strength. <laughs> and then my manager, Doug, was like, he was, he, you know, Doug, do you guys have a Doug in your life? Like, a, you know, Doug, you know, like, Doug, like, Douglas, Dougie, you know. You know, Doug, like, the number one name for all mid-level restaurant managers. <laughs> Fucking Doug gets in my face, and he's so mad. And he said, what did you do to that guy? Doug said... Amy, what did you do to that guy that made him throw the glass at you? And I was like, you know what, Doug? This job fucking sucks. And I'm only going to do it for like seven more years. <laughs> and probably again in my late 40s, because comedy's a tricky business. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Do you ever hear something and wonder to yourself, hey, was that racist? Each Wednesday, the show Yo, Is This Racist? tries to answer that question. It's hosted by Andrew T. and Tawny Newsom, who you probably know from all your favorite Earwolf shows. In each episode, Tawny and Andrew cover racism in recent news and pop culture. They answer burning questions from fan-submitted voicemails about your maybe racist co-workers, friends, and family members. Their guests include a huge range of actors, writers, and comedians like Jimmy O. Yang from Silicon Valley and Crazy Rich Asians. Comedian Nicole Byer, LeVar Burton, and John Lovett from Pod Save America. This week, they're releasing their 1,000th episode. That's right, 1,000 episodes. To celebrate, there's an extra special episode with a ton of guests like Carl Tart, Gabby Dunn, and more. You don't want to miss this one. Listen and subscribe to Yo! Is This Racist on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. I, I once uh, worked with like a, a cis white straight dude who once told me, and this is not on cis white straight dudes, but he just happened to be that, and he was like, I've never had a nightmare. <laughs> that is a story of the only human being I've ever killed. <laughs> Friends, I have to ask you something. Were you taping or just taking photos with your phone a second ago? Could you not take videos, please? Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Give it up for this friendly conversation we just had. I don't mind if you take photos, but just don't take videos of comics and stuff. Cool? Everybody good with that? Yes. Sounds good. Great. Everybody feel uncomfortable? Perfect. Everybody have like a little adrenaline running through them right now? I don't know if you know this, but I've been meditating a lot. And... See, the first rule of meditation is talk to everyone about it. <laughs> uh, we're going to keep the show going, though, because we have even... Hasn't the show been wonderful so far? It's been so great. And you've only seen two comics, and your lives are already changed. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Excuse me? I don't like that. Okay. Okay. We're the comics. <laughs> I see where this is going, and I don't like it. Okay. I am watching you a lot. 
I'm serious. Just kidding. Anyway, okay, this next comic, guess what? It's their first time on the show. So what are we gonna do for them? She attempted my last name. That was good. That was great. That was stellar allyship. Take note. Take note. Be friendly to brown people. Uh, I uh, am not from California originally. I've lived here for a really long time. But I grew up in Alabama. In uh, No clapping, please. Uh, from fifth grade through twelfth grade. So I can make fun of red states because I experienced it. And uh, people were like, how did you end up there? Uh, so I ended up there because my dad is a scientist. And in Alabama, uh, they don't have uh, math or science. So uh, they're like, uh, just import some brown people. Let's figure it out, you know? They do the jobs Americans don't want to do. Math, science, engineering, you know, stuff that uh, you got to think about, you know? We don't want to do that. Uh, so... <laughs> It was uh, fascinating. No one knew what I was. Uh, you know, I couldn't say I was Indian. They were like, what reservation? So it was very <laughs> confusing for them. Uh, but what was really confusing is that I was not Christian. That really made people upset. So they thought they were saving me when they were like, have you heard the word? Have you heard the word? Spoiler, uh, it's not a word. Uh, it's a lot of sentences. It's a... Uh, Big book. It goes on for a long time. Doesn't make any sense. So someone offers to give you the word like it's a Groupon or something. Don't believe them. They'll suck you in. It's not good. So then they're like, have you heard the word? Have you heard John 14, 6? Have you heard John 14, 6? And I was like, uh, no. And I'm a nerd. So I was like, what the hell kind of ratio is that? Can't you just reduce it to 7, 3? I can get on board. What is your religion? Just a book with a bunch of unreduced fractions up all in it? My people invented the zero. Give me something better that I need to convert, you know? Doesn't make any sense. Also, my parents made a little bit of a mistake. The only schools around were like, uh, you know, public schools where they still do prayer in school and religious stuff. And so it was all religious. Uh, and I didn't know this. They didn't prepare me. So I went to school. All the kids are happy, which made me really upset. And I was like, I need to do something about this. Uh, so I told them, uh, there's no such thing as Santa. And uh, it was uh, the best feeling in the world. Because they were crying, you know? It's, uh, it's, it made kids cry. It's great. Um, so they're all crying. And uh, this one girl comes up to confront me. It was a big deal. She was like, hey, Daya, if you don't believe in Santa... You don't believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah, Becky, pretty much. That's right. I'm a fucking Hindu in Alabama. Where am I going to get Jesus from, you know? It's not that I have anything against uh, Jesus. I think all religions have beautiful things in them. It's just I was uh, unequipped to deal with Jesus. Like, growing up, my gods were blue and buff and flying through the air with some type of mace or a discus, okay? Jesus, unclear what his superpower is. 
He's just kind of like, I'm sad. You know, that's all he does. That's not a fucking superpower. Guilt. You know, like that doesn't inspire anyone to do it. You can't get into the Avengers with that. Justice League is not going to make a movie. Stan Lee, rest in peace, not going to draw you, okay? And then, uh, you know, my gods making babies, you know, with elephant heads. Cool shit like that, you know? They're having sex. But Jesus, no one wants to be around that. They're like, Jesus... We'd invite you to that party, but uh, please don't bring those 12 dudes with you again. It's kind of a sausage fest. Don't you know any women? He's like, I know my mom and this sex worker, you know? Madonna and whore, you know, that's all he knows. Very sad. But my dad, uh, you know, he, I really like science. We, you know, we talk about climate change and stuff like that. I didn't like science when I was a kid because my dad would just tell me to use my imagination. He's like, use your imagination, which just means uh, he didn't want to buy us any toys, you know? Like, so I had a discarded Barbie, and my dad gave me a cardboard box. And he's like, use your imagination. I was like, this sucks, you know? Like, what is, this is sad. This is not even like Barbie Dreamhouse. It's like homeless Barbie. I, this makes me upset. So then he gave me a Pringles can. He's like, use your imagination. I said, this is really bullshit. This is abuse, you know? So then he puts the Barbie in the Pringles can and he puts it in the cardboard box and he goes, there you go. It's MRI Barbie. <laughs> that's the shit that happens when your dad is a scientist. Wasn't a good life for Barbie, you know? Like, oh, her hair was falling out. Ken was like, we can't afford these HMO payments, you know? <laughs> Tried to leave her for Skipper. She's healthy, you know? It was bad. It was really bad. Uh, I, I like being Indian, but there's a lot of embarrassing Indians out there. Like, uh, do you know what Nikki Haley? She's from the South. She's Indian. Do you know her, Nikki Haley? Did you guys know she's Indian? Okay, let her know. Because um, <laughs> I, I don't think she, her real name is Namrtha. Her last name is Singh. Uh, she changed her name to Haley when she married a white dude. That's totally fine. Love interracial dating. Women should be able to do whatever they want with their names. But Namrtha to Nikki? Come on. Namrtha is a better name. Namrtha Nikki, you know? That's, not, that's a downgrade, you know? It's like if I changed my name, Daya, beautiful name, to Debbie, you know? <laughs> Debbie does Dallas. Daya does math and science. You know, it's so much better. It has a much better ring. They're mean to Nikki Haley. They call her a coconut, which is a, which is a slur. Yeah, it's funny, but slur. Like, for Asian people, it's banana or Twinkie. For black people, it's Oreo. Uh, Indians, it's coconut. Here's a problem with those terms. Uh, they're all delicious, okay? It's a shitty way to slur someone, you know? It doesn't inspire hate crime. It just inspires hunger, you know? It's bad. Anyway, we need a better slur for people who are, or things that uh, seem actually super brown, but it's actually hella white, you know? Like uh, Starbucks chai latte. That's a good one. Or Bikram yoga. You know, that is super white. I'm kind of feisty, but uh, I'm, you know, nonviolent like Gandhi. I don't like to get into fights, but uh, I did break up a fight. I did break up a fight. There were these two men, and they were uh, verbally fighting each other the other day. They were fighting. They were going back and forth, and using words to insult women and gay people, just back and forth. It was horrible. Like, you cunt, you this. Like, really bad stuff. And at the very end, 
one guy won the argument, and this is how he won. He goes, hey, bitch, you ain't nothing but a Tampax. Yeah, and the other guy he just tapped out. He's like, done. You know, like, he was like, and, uh, and I was like, I had to do something, like a feminist citizen's arrest. And I was like, uh, excuse me, sirs, tampon is the actual product. Tampax is what's written on the box. Furthermore, Tam Brands is the parent company of Tampax. And maybe you didn't know this, but in 1999, Procter & Gamble acquired Tam Brands for a record $2.8 billion. And at that market acquisition price, Tampax ain't no one's bitch, okay? <laughs> Besides, Tampax gets more pussy than both of y'all combined. <laughs> and then I ran away because I'm nonviolent. Thank you so much. I'm Dialectra Minari, and have a very good night. got in a fight the other day too but as I said I've been meditating so this woman got out of her car I got out of my car to take my dog Murph into the dog park he's a sweet little dude and I was like I'm going to take you to the dog park dude so you can bark at somebody other than me and so I was carrying him and then this woman was like hey hey like yelling and I was like are you yelling at me and she was like yeah you almost hit me with your car and she was so mad and I was like, oh, maybe you should drive slower. <laughs> and she got even more mad at that. She was like, you need to learn how to drive! And like a year ago, I would have been like screaming terrible stuff at her. But I was just like, I'm sorry, maybe I should be a better driver. I don't know. But maybe you should take a couple deep breaths. And she goes, you know what? That's bullshit! And then just left. <laughs> so that was fun. Give it up for Dio one more time. Know that Nikki Haley was Indian? That's well, you learn something new every goddamn day. <laughs> oh yeah, I know who's coming up next. You guys, we have two more comics left on the show. Are you excited? I'm really excited. Everybody's been so wonderful. This next comic, friend of the show, one of my favorites. Please give it up for Robbie Hoffman, everybody. Thank you. Is this some show? Is this something else? You like lesbians? Are we in for a treat with me? Are we in for a treat? No, it's nice to be here. Thanks for, uh, for having me. It's nice to be back in the U.S. Nice to be back. I'm originally, uh, I had my child, I'm originally from, from New York. Uh, originally from Crown Heights, Brooklyn, New York. Anybody else grow up Hasidic without a childhood? Okay, just me. Uh, but then I grew up in Canada. Uh, I, spent, I went to high school in Canada. Uh, went to university there, spent some time there, and I just got back to the U.S. Just, uh, yeah. Just in time for the next Holocaust. Here it is. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect timing on that. So I'm pretty excited to be here. Thank you. Have you guys been to New York? People wooed New York? People like New York? Yeah. Don't woo New York. It's a shithole. You been there? It's a complete dump. Anybody been to New York? I don't know. New York is, like, so sensitive now. I was just there again. Maybe I remember it differently when I was like a kid and I was younger and we lived in an insular community. But, you know, we, we knew it was a shithole, but it was our shithole. You know what I mean? Now New Yorkers love New York. It's like New Yorkers are very proud to be from New York. New York, it's the greatest city in the world. Here in New York City, you get a slice of pizza at four in the morning. Greatest city in the world. 
are you, 12? <laughs> that this is your fucking benchmark for a city? Like even the enthusiasts, even the people doing this. How often are you doing pizza? Four in the morning. That it's worth $4,000 for cockroaches. How often? How often? Even this pizza culture, if I can talk about for a half a second, <laughs> that is happening amongst grown-ups, people in their 20s, people in their 30s, glorifying pizza again. Like it's the greatest fucking thing to ever happen. You ever have sushi? Is that a meal? Get to use chopsticks? I love that. You ever have pad thai? Sprinkle some nuts on there? $3 extra for some shrimp? I'm not kosher anymore. Give it to me. I have some shrimp. People still talking. I see five, six memes a day on Instagram. You follow this, uh, the fat Jewish? You follow him? Five, six memes a day about pizza. 37-year-old man posting about pizza. Makes me sick. Should be ashamed of himself. Pizza's the last resort. That's what it is. Even today on the way to the show. You know, I'll admit, I get hungry. I do. I'm mature enough to admit. I do. I thought even today on the way to the show, maybe before the show, I'll grab a slice of pizza, head to the show. And I thought, now, nah, wait till I'm home later, cut up a red pepper, have something. Maybe open a can of tuna. I don't know. I don't know. I had a friend, somebody I once considered a friend, if I'm honest. 32-year-old woman, somebody I should look up to. Somebody I did look up to. You know, it's come to show me. Friend comes to show me. Tattoo of pizza. What do I think of her new pizza tattoo? Get that the fuck away from me. So I think of your pizza tattoo. 32-year-old woman should be ashamed of yourself. Makes me sick. I don't want to brag or say, a, you know, say I was advanced for my age, but I got over pizza at nine. So is what it is is what it is. No, but I do, I, I love that dried fruit. Do you have this? You guys have this? Is that Hashem's candy? I mean, really, what are we talking about here? My girlfriend and I, we were going two hours away and she had dried apricots from Trader Joe's. You love those? Little stick to them, I love that. Anyway, she's in the, she's in the passenger. She, I'm driving, she's passing them to me. We are responsible lesbians. Anyway, she's patting them, I'm eating them. Oh, I have 16, 20 of these dried apricots. They're delicious. And then at one point, I like pick up one of the dried apricots, and I'm like, I don't know how this shit's made. What am I, a scientist? I'm not. Um, she happens to be very knowledgeable, so I go to her. I'm like, hey, babe, like, how, do they, how do they do it, like the dried apricot? Like, is, each, is, it, is, it, is it like a, a mango? Like they slice the mango, dry it, and bag it? Or is each dried apricot, like, is it like a full apricot? And she was like, yeah, each, each dried apricot is like a, is a full apricot. So I just had 16 fucking apricots? <laughs> in a single sitting? I mean, even if you're on Weight Watchers, even if you're doing the points thing, I'm sure it's zero points, but it's a problem. <laughs> in the bathroom for four and a half hours. 
my God. Do we have any chefs or any chefs or cooks here? Thank God. I'm gonna say something a little controversial, a little unpopular. But I don't think making food is that hard. Hmm? I've only been doing it forever. 37 cooking shows though, everybody's sweating. Racing against the clock is down to the final minute to put a piece of parsley on a plate. You know, I can make food. I'm not saying I can make good food, but I can make it. I cannot do surgery. If I do your surgery, you're dead. But I can make a meal. I got a microwave. Food, foodies? I never met a foodie who wasn't the most boring nine-to-five loser living for the weekend that I ever saw. Have you seen these people? I had a grown man, a 30-year-old man, another man have a conversation with me, two grown-ups talking, and this man self-proclaimed himself a foodie to me. Can you imagine the state of this man? Where he's at in his life? That he used this cutesy word to tell me he eats? It's like using this cute word, it's like using like a cute word like, like panties for underwear, you sicko. I heard a dude, he was like, oh yeah, I bought my wife panties for her birthday. Did she call the police? Fucking perv. He was like telling me he eats like these uh, oysters. He's like, yeah, I like to eat like Atlantic oysters. You know, I eat oysters. I'm like, yeah, you eat oysters? I eat pussy, how's that? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm a foodie too. <laughs> yeah, I like them raw from Atlantic as well. That's where I fish. These are, the, these are the same guys. These are the same guys in the nice suits who thinks the jazzy socks gives them a personality. Have you seen these guys? They think they're one step ahead of you too. They're like, I know how it looks. I know how it looks. I'm walking, I'm in a nice suit. You don't think I have a personality. It's because you haven't seen the polka dots. You haven't seen the dots. Picture these guys at the tailor like, actually, could you leave a quarter inch on the leg? I like that when I sit, women should think I have a personality. I got mini hot dogs on my socks. Mini tacos on my feet, 37 year old man. Fuck out of here. Also the same guys who wear like the lace up, the lace up ankle boots, but with the zipper on the side. Grown man can't do up his shoe. Makes me sick. He's making you come. He's not making you come. He can't even do up his shoe. Just wear a Velcro shoe and leave us alone already. I'm Robbie Hoffman, thanks so much guys. Taking down 37-year-old dudes. <laughs> Just slight reflections of each other. Give it up for Robbie one more time. I had something to say there, but I forgot. Oh, I remember what it was. She was talking about pizza for a minute. 
I think it's crazy that pizza restaurants even give you pizza on a plate at this point. They should just like shove it in your face. <laughs> Isn't that what we want? That's what we all want. Just that big platter into the oven, then just right in your fucking mouth. <laughs> Got a veggie hot dog at this place the other day. I have a pinball club. I think I already talked about this last week. Who gives a shit? My friend was like, don't burn your mouth. I was like, I won't burn my mouth. I burn my mouth. <laughs> Every time you burn your mouth, you're like, I don't ever want to burn my mouth again. I will never do this again. And then you burn your mouth. I was like, oh, I did it again. This is the worst. This is going to last the rest of my life. My mouth is going to be burnt. It's going to hurt like this. It's like getting sick. And you're like, oh, when I feel better. I'm going to cherish it. And then I feel better and I'm like, I cherish what? I don't know. Okay. You guys ready for our final comic of the evening? He's one of my favorite friends. He's a Fran and he's also the head writer of the uh, Late Late Show and also has a wonderful podcast called All Fantasy Everything. Give it up for Mr. Ian Carmel, everybody. Oh, man, huh? Yeah. Sure. The whole thing. Yep. I, oh, man, left the house in this outfit, forgetting I was going to be in front of people various different times today. And for the listeners of the podcast, I'm wearing a gown. A full gown and, a, and shoulder pads like Andre 3000 and uh, a yarmulke with the Power Rangers heads going around it like a pinwheel. No, it could be true. In reality, I'm dressed like a like a like a like a bouncer at a Sublime concert. And so, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's weird being a straight white guy doing comedy because it's hard for us now. No, uh. <laughs> it's an interesting thing when people will come up to you like and like pull you aside and like just not even doing comedy, just being a straight. They're like, hey. You know, they're coming, they're coming for the straight white guys now, you know, right? They're coming for you white guys. You better watch out. It's got to be tough. It's a tough time to be a white guy, huh? Tough time to be a straight white guy? Huh? Bullshit. If anything, there has never been a better time to be a straight white guy. Because the bar, to be considered one of the good ones, is so low that you can step over it accidentally <laughs> on your way to the full-length mirror that you use to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Here's how easy it is to be one of the good ones. Eminem is one of the good ones. <laughs> All you gotta do to be one of the good ones is have basic human rights opinions. You just gotta be like, I don't know, dude. I'm not speaking for everyone right now, dude. I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm just speaking for me right now, dude. I'm just speaking for me right now. And in my opinion, we shouldn't launch Muslims into the sun. You say that and people are like, oh, a scholar. Oh, my God. My life is going pretty good. The worst thing that ever happens to me is when I see a sign for a, what I think is a delicious-looking restaurant and it turns out to not be for a restaurant. There's no joke there. That just happens to me a lot. I'm like, what the hell is this place? That look oh, it's a body shop. Weird. <laughs> Fuck. 
Oh, man. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to practice my late night set, but this show is so fun that I just wanted to. It's, I grew a mustache just for giggles, and it has ruined my life. I, I'm Jewish. I'm a Jewish person, and I don't look Jewish at all. I look so Italian, it's crazy. I look like the cover of a pizza box right now. So, just like a mama used to make. <laughs> I have a girlfriend, which is weird, because I look like I'm in the middle of a real bad breakup. <laughs> it's good to have a girlfriend when you're a guy, because then you get exposed to all the great soap for women. Women's soap is so much better than soap for men. Soap for men never even smells like anything good. Soap for men is all named after violent ideas, you know? Soap for men is always called, like, Arctic Blast! Or, Desert Storm. I've never seen my dad cry, and my son will never see me cry. <laughs> Soap for women is always named after much more appealing stuff. Stuff that actually smells good. It'll be like lavender, pomegranate. They would never call it Arctic Blast. Even if they did name it after an idea, it would be something nice like grabbing a coffee with Nance and talking it out. <laughs> I want to smell like that. It's good to have a good, it's good to not be on Tinder anymore. I am enjoying not being on Tinder. And I'm not just going to stand here and complain about Tinder, but I will say Tinder will introduce you to brand new ways to get your feelings hurt that you didn't even know existed before. I matched with a woman on Tinder and we were messaging back and forth and it was very flirtatious and fun. And then she sent me the following message. She said, you're cute. You look like a chubby Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black is a fat person. <laughs> she told me I was cute like the chubby version of a fat person. And the worst thing is she's right. She had me dead to rights. It was a direct hit. I do, I look like a fat Jack Black. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else here, but I'm starting to regret voting for Donald Trump. Who else? <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't vote. I, uh... <laughs> I almost... I almost... You almost have to respect how terrible he is in an abstract way. Everything he is, he is the worst version of that thing. That's kind of impressive. Everything he is, he's the worst version of that thing. What is Donald Trump? He's an old, rich, evil, white guy, right? He's old. He's 72 years old, which is weird, you know, because he's doing racism at an 85-year-old level. <laughs> and it's weird to think of him as old because he doesn't look old. He just looks bad, you know? Like, we're all going to age the way that people age, and Donald Trump has decided to age like a jack-o'-lantern on a front porch. <laughs> and by the looks of him, it's about November 18th right now. And he's evil, too. Right? He's evil. But he's bad at being evil. Which is good, because if he was good at being evil, we'd be even more screwed than we are right now. But Donald Trump is evil the way a villain in a Bond movie is evil. Which is to say, he always announces his evil plan while there's just enough time left to stop it. 
It's got to be so frustrating to be one of his henchmen, right? Just to be like, all right, Mr. President, we're going to do that Muslim ban. We're going to do it. We're going to ban all the Muslims. And all you have to do is make sure that you don't say that it's a Muslim ban. It is. Just don't say it is. And he's like, got it. I won't say it's a Muslim ban. about the Muslim pants. No! <laughs> I didn't just point at a random person there. Give me the light. But that would have been awesome. Like if Joe Hollywood is over there like, you did it, Carmel! And I'm like, oh, thanks to you, Joe Hollywood. Oh, for the podcast listeners, I was pantomiming sending a tweet. Never, never let them say Rich Homie Carms left you twisted in the wind. I got you. It's an audible medium. I understand that. I got a podcast of my own. <laughs> Listen, there's no easy way to get out of here. You know, I already did the big joke to end on, and then I talked a little bit more after it. So now all we have is this. That sort of end piece of bread of my stand-up set. What do we do with it? We could, we could get high and melt some cheese on it. <laughs> Maybe put a piece of bologna on there and then microwave it so the bologna does that, uh, you know, above-ground pool thing. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> why, why did we do that? <laughs> and by we, I mean me in about 15 minutes from now. Oh, here's a fun thing to go out on. I already did a little phone stuff, but here's another one. There's so much hate on the internet right now, and people get so angry at each other, and it's easy to take it personally and get your feelings hurt, but there's one trick I've been doing lately, and it honestly helps. Every time someone has to send, sends you a mean tweet, remember that they kind of had to, like, tickle their phone to do it. You know what I mean? They just had to be like... <laughs> Anytime they send a mean tweet, they look like they're tickling a guinea pig, right? Just... <laughs> you, you fat Jew piece of shit. <laughs> Just remember that. They're like, ah, oh, this guy can't help himself. He loves tickling guinea pigs and he hates Jews. Ah. Sure. Have a great rest of your night. I'm Eddie and Carmel. Thank you so much. What's up, Amy? What's Miller? up? What's up? <laughs> I stressed you out with that. Sorry. Andy and Carmel's here, Hello, too. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We just got a big old chat ski going. Yeah. Oh, good. 
good. I don't know. What are y'all working on? That's usually what I talk about with people. Oh, man. Dang. Working on I myself. Mean, yeah. Oh, that's good. Me too. I don't know if y'all have heard. I talk about it ceaselessly. I've started meditating and it's changed everything. Have you? Yeah, dude. you hear the best it. things about it. It's it's for real. Do for 10 minutes, 20 minutes? What I do you do 20 minutes, except yeah. I'm on a new level. That's a different focus, so it's 10 again. Yeah. But I've done it. I only missed like two days in the past, like 74. That's, that's great. amazing. And I got up to like 20 minutes in. It's not about those things, but it's crazy to me that I can do it for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? That I can sit in silence, oh, not yeah. lose my mind. And like but really get out of your own head. Or into and your no, own you get head. into your own, into your own head, head and you live in there in and there. you feel good about it. That's yeah. what I like about it. It's not about, because people are like, yeah, I want to turn my thoughts off. And it's like, no, 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 no. Get it's actually there. that like the thoughts are happening yeah. and you're just letting them happen. And you create this like distance between the thoughts. I will say it makes doing stand up very difficult. <laughs> so I have to like relearn stand up because I'm not going like what like it's turned that. You're not so neurotic. Changed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's why I haven't tried it because anytime yeah. meditation sold to me, it's like oh you know get out of the noise and take a minute oh, yeah. and be quiet. And I'm like I don't need help I don't with that. I want to do that. I yeah. will stare at a wall for four hours a day yeah. and not feel bad about it. Like if anything, I need the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Which is to, like, take it up a notch. <laughs> yeah. You need someone coming in with, like, like a cowbell. Like, ding, 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 yeah. Ding, 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 ding. It could work that way. Too. I don't know. I feel like it could. If you yeah. want it to, then that's what it does. Maybe, yeah, it'll bring focus. Yes. Because yes. I sit and think a lot, but yeah. it is not guided or focused. It's just a mishmash. It would totally in there. help it's you like with that. 90s cartoons and my yeah. family. Right. Like. Which ones do you go to? Darkwing Duck? Yeah. I like to go to that one a lot. I love yeah. Darkwing Duck. Duck also, Tales. like Count Dracula. A lot of Duck Count Duck cartoons in the 90s. We were childhood. I was sitting there with Nate Fernald at work the other day, just a fellow comedian, Nate Fernald. And, uh, front we of the show. Just, front of the show, front of the program. <laughs> and we were just looking up 90s cartoons and playing this game yeah, of man. just like, hey, remember Blank? And then we'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking Danger Mouse? Danger Mouse? We the were cartoon, the dinosaur, the music, like yeah. Dino Saucers, Dino oh, yeah. Riders. Right. <laughs> and then there was so also uh, Dino the Teenage Dinosaur. Yes. And Denver the Last Dinosaur. Denver the Last Dinosaur. Yes. Kids love dinosaurs. Yes. Yeah, 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 dude, of course we are. Ryan, front of the show. Producer of the show. I also really like James Bond Jr. for a minute. Oh, yep. Was, yep, yep, yep. Mr. Bogus. Yep. Got around. Some good shit. Who's that guy that, uh, oh, God. That guy who did Funky Cole Medina, that rapper. Oh. Uh, oh. Wild Thing, too. He uh, voiced Sea Bear and Jamal. Oh, yeah, Tone Loke. Tone Loke, everybody. That shows Sea Bear and Jamal, I think. Well, let's just have a podcast about 90s cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, honestly. I would go on yeah, let's do it. The highs and lows of when they were over is so heartbreaking. Yeah, they would just go away. Yeah. And then they were gone. And my, dad, my dad's just watching golf, and I'm yeah. like, this is oh, a wait, nightmare. This was something else. <laughs> oh, I, I'll watch Did y'all ever watch now. Penelope? No. That shit on USA? No. How there would be like the super train of cartoons on Saturdays? Also Uh-oh. weekday mornings. No. I was homeschooled for a year. Oh. I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> it, my mom had to work, so I just didn't go to school for a yeah. But I watched a lot of cartoons. Penelope was an old man and a dog. And it was a cartoon about It was a cartoon about that. Penelope was the dog, I assume? Penelope was the dog, yes. (laughs) Different times. (laughs) You're watching golf now? 
I won't watch it actively. You, you do golf though, right? I do golf. Yeah. I, I like. I do driving range. I don't. Yeah, I don't golf. I like it. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, that shit is fun. I like to put on a little outfit. I started doing. I went golfing once, and I was like, man, this shit is fucking long. And I like baseball. Yes. <laughs> like this is long and a lot. But a driving range. So much fun. So much fun. Because it's yeah. baseball just downwards. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I just think about my body in just a slightly different way. Is it baseball season is over? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but yeah. guess what? My team won the World Series. Yeah. A tradition like no other. <laughs> like no other. The World Series in Burbank, Burbank. California. <laughs> the Burbank Series. <laughs> well, you guys, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you. Do or do not celebrate. Enjoy it in this lovely city because I love that everybody fucking leaves and it's empty as shit. I know. I'm going to drive around. I'm, I'm leaving. I gotta you go. Are leaving? All of my family will kill me if I don't go home. Yeah, I understand. Amy, I love enjoy yourself. Christmas Thank week, you. it's so great. I Nobody's wait. here. It's just wonderful. Doug Benson coming through. And y'all are super wonderful. Thanks for doing this show. Ian Carmel, everybody, let him hear it. And you can just keep it going for everybody else on the show. I have been your host, Rhea Butcher, and we will be back next Tuesday. Thank you so much for coming out. Have a great night! together put your hands 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 together get ready to laugh with your hands together put your hands together get ready to clap your hands together put your hands together This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, (laughs) Jazos. Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.